Hi there, I'm Jason. And I'm Joseph. And this is the Infinity Cast, where we spill the tea on Marvel and pop culture. This week, we're discussing Falcon and Winter Soldier, Episode 1, New World Order. So let's get into it with a recap. Six months after the blip, Sam Wilson is sent by the U.S. Air Force to stop a plane hijacking by a terrorist group called LAF. With ground support from First Tenant Joaquim Torres, Wilson uses his wing pack to fight off the terrorists and rescue an Air Force captain. On the ground, Torres tells Wilson about another terrorist group that has appeared the Flag Smashers, who believed life was better during the blip. Later, in Washington, D.C., Wilson gives Captain America's shield to the U.S. government to display in a museum about Steve Rogers. Wilson explains to Rhodey that he feels like it still belongs to Steve. Back in Louisiana, Sam's sister Sarah is struggling to keep the family fishing business going. He offers to use his status as a famous superhero to help her get a new loan, but they are turned down due to the business's poor profits and Sam's lack of income during the five years of the blip. Meanwhile, Bucky Barnes attends government-mandated therapy after being pardoned. He discusses his attempts to make amends for his time as the Winter Soldier. He has lunch with an old man named Yori, who convinces Barnes to go on a date with the waitress Leah. Both Yori and Leah discuss how Yori's son RJ was killed with no explanation. Barnes knows that he killed RJ as the Winter Soldier, but he cannot bring himself to reveal this. While investigating the Flag Smashers, Torres sees a bank robbery in Switzerland perpetrated by a member of the group with superhuman strength. Torres confronts him and is knocked unconscious. He later informs Wilson of what he has learned. Wilson then sees a news report of the government announcing a new Captain America and giving Steve Rogers' shield to John Walker. I didn't hear any talk about the wall color or specifically the Lost in the Woods cinematography that was in that amazing uh, shrink scene. And she is an amazing shrink. I love her. She's a terrible shrink. Bucky said so. She knows she's bullshitting. The whole thing was like, you're bullshitting. You're bullshitting now. You bullshitted earlier. So I'm going to take out my little book and I'm going to write that you're bullshitting yet again. And I can imagine just a book filled with that term repeated over and over and over and over again. But good. He's in therapy. That's good. Just when we thought like WandaVision was going to like be the end on above all of grief counseling therapy season two continues. I'm glad at least one of these three is getting counseling, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, Falcon, I don't know whether the therapy is what he needs. He obviously is going for the family first. And that ungrateful sister, you know, you had to fight armies and monsters. And I appreciate it, but I had two kids. All right. I'll take the kids and you go fight Thanos. How's that as a deal and a trade off? Let's see how that goes. To be fair, it is rough being a single mom of two kids. It is being rough being a single mom of two kids. But I think it's also rough fighting intergalactic space aliens. And getting, you know, turned into nothingness for five years. Yeah. I mean, and the bank is how how bank can you get? It's like you, you can't like I know you saved the world, but we're not going to give you your loan. And we know you didn't exist for five years. We know it. There's proof of it. You're an Avenger. We pretty much think you're not lying to us, but we can't give it to you because if we give it to you, we got to give it to everybody. And that's just not the way banks work. We're not here to like improve anything we're here to make money and if you're not making money and you're not where's tony stark my condolences by the way where's tony stark did he pay you no okay well then you're shit out of luck sorry get out of here yeah it's all it's all selfies and smiles but no fucking loan yeah that's that's that was the most realist moment ever in any marvel show or film or anything that was just like wow motherfucker not only was sam snapped for five years but before that he was like a fugitive on the run for a couple of years. So I guess his financials probably would be kind of all over the place. Yeah. I mean, like who knows how would they survive? I would love a series or a short something of how they were all surviving 
in like hotel rooms and shit like that for like a few years while they were on the run and Cap was nomad. Um, it's, <laughs> it just it brings it into perspective. Like if he's not getting any money afterwards, if he didn't have any like Avengers slush fund, and what the fuck? Tony, I guess, just took care of everybody. You know, it's like you hang out in my place and you, you're good. Like, but I'm not giving you any money. Uh, my question is, who the fuck is funding Bucky? Because he's living in Brooklyn. He's going to therapy. He has like tech at the beginning of the episode where he's like controlling that woman's car. Like, where is that coming from? And Sam is like struggling to help his sister and can't even get a loan. I think I feel like Bucky has some like leftover stuff from his Winter Soldier days. Like, he stashed stuff around so he can live on the fly and got used to that life. You know, I picture him having just, like, little little buried treasure in all parts of the globe whenever he needs it. Passports, tech, whatever he needs. Because as the Winter Soldier, he'd need to do and access these things. But since the program is null and void, he just has whatever he still has left over. Which is probably considerably a lot over the last, like, 70 years. Yeah, that could be. Or maybe he's maybe they have universal basic income in Wakanda and T'Challa is still giving it to him. Maybe, maybe for the for the I can't imagine that translating to American dollars in any easy form, though, especially since the country didn't exist up until like six years ago, really. And any kind of economic form, it's like, OK, well, well, we'll take your your whatever Wakanda money is, which is worth this much in the in the global bank community. And now that you're seen as a a, a power you know, powerful country with technology far beyond our dreams, that wealth has significantly changed in the bank. I, I just, I don't even want to know what the Wakanda dollar is. I have a question for you. What What are your feelings on Sam and Bucky, like individually before this series? Like, how do you feel about Sam? How do you feel about Bucky? I love Sam. Uh, he was a great like partner. He was, he was what I think we always wanted Bucky to be, but he didn't have the story line to do it right up the front you know like cap needed a sidekick to a certain extent or needed a friend in all those circumstances and falcon was there sam was there to help out from the from the get-go i mean he was brought out of retirement by cap to do avenging and to help whatever cap needed and he was inspired by that um so loyal uh, i loved every single character moment that we got from sam he was a true true friend to cap bucky tortured broken tragic that was what i felt about him like i i loved bucky and he was he almost is an interesting parallel like sam was living the life bucky deserved in that kind of respect though one could even say cap is the life that bucky deserved going back to the 1940s you know bucky was the was the soldier was the one who always took care of his his friend you know try to get him dates was a was a not a, I guess a womanizer maybe but just like he had his luck with the ladies. Now we flash forward and look at all this. He he's lost everything, and everything he's wanted is just confusing now to Bucky. So my heart goes out to Bucky, and I, I love Sam as a as a loyal compatriot. He's he has some self worth problems now, and he he doesn't want to take on the shield. I kind of agree with Rhodes, and kind of want Sam to get a bitch slap across the head for a moment and be like, take the fucking shield. They're just going to give it to a white dude. And they gave it to a white dude with a very punchable face. I think at the end of the episode, he got that slap across the face. I mean, it was clearly like a setup. Oh, yeah, donate the shield. It's going to go to the Smithsonian. It's going to be great. Bam. New Captain America. Yeah, it was in it was in the Smithsonian for what, a day? Not even. Fuck you guys. There was a there was a video I saw about like 
uh, Marvel movies being so military propaganda. And I'm like, have you watched the Captain America movies? Have you? I mean, Captain America movies are the least American propaganda that you can get. It's most of the time it's Cap going against the government in every single movie except for the first one. So I don't want to hear about the the Marvel military propaganda machine. Shut the fuck up, man. Every single Avenger is lifted their finger and middle finger up to the government at some point in time. If not all the time. Often. Repeatedly. So prior to this series, I always liked Sam because I always thought Sam was true blue, great guy, great friend to Cap. You know, I do what you do just slower. And I'm going to be truthful here. I didn't have any attachment to Bucky. I did not like Bucky. I thought Bucky was tortured caveman guy. And like when he asked Steve in Civil War, or when he said to Steve in Civil War that he didn't know if he was worth it, I was like, yeah, you're kind of not. But this first episode did a lot to make me actually be invested in James Buchanan Barnes. Yeah, I think this is this is the Bucky I knew was under there just based on Civil War alone. You know, and you can see in Winter Soldier, his eyes are literally traumatized when he's remembering Steve. Like, that's that's the point. And that's to me what like I knew there was a, a longer story to be had here. Um, and plus, I was familiar with the comics and I was familiar with the Earth's Mightiest Heroes uh, cartoon. And there was a lot of a lot of different versions of Bucky Barnes out there. But this version, you can see the trauma on his face. You could see the, the tragedy. And if they played it right, you'd get an amazing story. And we got Civil War. And that's when I was like, no, it's OK. There is a lot under there. He's just screwed by every single force imaginable. And there we are. This uh, I think the show is going to do a lot. And it already has really, honestly, to pay off what he said to Tony Stark at the end of Civil War, where he said that he he remembers all of them. He remembers every single one of them. And that's that's the reason why he can't. That's why he's having these nightmares. It's like you're trying to figure out what why what's the connector to the nightmare. And then as soon as you're like, sees hanging out with an old man who lost his son, you're like, oh, this is going to hurt. And that, that poor girl who's like, I'm just trying to have a good date here. You know, she was being completely understanding and trying and like, but nope, she just got a little too personal and a soft spot that he can't really talk about. Because what is he going to do? Like, yeah, yeah, I killed I killed his son. I'm having issues with that. Um, and I wasn't lying when I said I was 107 years old. So um, I'm going to go. I'm going to go. It's a real shame, too, because, you know, if a girl pulls out battleship on the first date, like she's a keeper. She's trying to hit. Yeah, she's she's trying to do whatever she's like. I'll get some beers. Let's just play some battleship and drink beers. And like, yeah, that's kind of a perfect date. You know what? I, I I did think it was pretty funny. I don't know if you caught this, but Bucky has a flip phone in the year of our Lord twenty twenty four. Hey, he's his baby steps, baby steps, because he, he can't handle anything more than a flip phone right now. Uh, going back to Bucky's nightmares for a second, him sleeping on the floor was a good, subtle reference to the Winter Soldier. That that conversation that Sam and Steve have about their beds being too soft. They're all old soldiers with that mentality, and it's they just can't. You feel like you're going to fall through the floor. It's like a marshmallow. Mm-hmm. So that's that's exactly what they were going for. And there's so many little nods like that. I I. I don't really have much to say beyond the fact that I love it. Like, this is not what I was expecting. It has all the action I was expecting, which are, is theatrical quality. I mean, I kind of want to see this in the theaters when this is all done. I'd, I'd do a six-hour theater run with this. Oh, yeah. 
It's so fucking good. They put the money into it. We got that. We got the guy from Winter Soldier, the big beefy dude in the beginning. Batrock, the leaper. He actually talked this time. Mm-hmm. And he, I'm sure he'll be back again to cause some trouble. Yeah. As soon as he didn't get blown up, I was like, oh, he'll be back. He's going to be a reoccurring antagonist. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of a rite of passage for, you know, the new modern Captain America. Got to beat the shit out of Batrock, the leaper. He'll be back. Um, I can see why originally this was going to kick off uh, the Disney Plus MCU offerings. Like it look, it really is. It really does look like movie quality. It's it's a good proof of concept. It is an amazing proof of concept it, because you're getting a cinematic experience in like a 50 minute episode, and it's an ex- and it's expanding the emotional tones that we got from Winter Soldier and Civil War. Like it just it's a continuation. They even got the same composer. They got Henry Jackman doing the score. So when you hear the the Winter Soldier music themes and it's there because it's his, which I thought was a brilliant way to just make sure it all felt like it was all part of that same world, that same vibe. It's like this is a continuation of Civil War in my spiritually. Oh, yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, and obviously, you know, we're getting Zemo and Sharon Carter pretty soon. Uh, did you notice that Zemo is one of the names on Bucky's list? Yeah, so he's got a lot. He's, he's And that's the thing. Sometimes you're like, Okay, is he going because he feels bad, or is he going because he wants to like get revenge in some way? Like the 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 senator, he obviously wanted revenge. He's like, all right, I fucked that up. She's still abusing it, so I'm gonna get her arrested. Thanks, you're part of my men's program. Okay, bye. I am no longer the Winter Soldier, bitch. I saw the title. You're still the Winter Soldier. Do you think that Lieutenant Torres may take on the mantle of the Falcon like he does in the comics? If uh- I, th- I think maybe like if we get he's so cute, everyone fucking loves him. Oh, he's great. And like, I, I think we have someone who is going to be an assistant to Sam. And that may be as far as they push it until he becomes Captain America. And then maybe we'll see Um, that it's going to be a long game if it's going to happen. Or Marvel is setting someone up that we think is going to eventually be that and then is going to kill him because He's too likable to just be okay in this. I'm pretty sure he's going to get tortured and murdered and destroyed and ripped apart. His families will be murdered. His entire hometown will burn down. His dog will die. Like Marvel is going to rip us through all the emotional cores when it comes to characters that we like. And I accept this as fact. So maybe he would become Falcon or maybe he becomes the newest way to get our, our us to cry. Well, I hope it's the former rather than the latter, because I do actually think that actor is just really like cute and charming and like completely. I was a little worried at the beginning or at the end of the first episode when that flag smasher fucking was going to, you know, curb stomp him. Yeah, I know. But that's the thing. Like, it's not going to be like he's going to die tomorrow. He's going to slowly die when everything that makes him cute and adorable will die with him. Well, aren't you just a bag of sunshine? Well, this is Marvel. Have you seen WandaVision? Have you seen Endgame? This isn't happy-go-lucky good time. This is Marvel saying, hi, you have feelings. Yeah, we're going to break your soul. I mean, that poor, poor guy. I mean, like, just the fact that Bucky's, like, basic best friend is, like, the dude whose son he murdered. And that's what's happening here. This isn't This isn't for, like, happy-lucky-good time. This is, you're going to feel shit. You're going to feel bad. You're going to cry. We're going to rip the ground from underneath you and anyone with ptsd and and in therapy is going to be feeling this you know they're not they're not fucking around so i mean torres 
Good luck, man. Good fucking luck. You are going down. I hope you don't own animals. They will they they will suffer. Oh no. I don't want this to become a John Wick kind of situation. <laughs> Although one of the people that choreographs for John Wick is working on this show. Yeah, I I believe it. I mean, with all the choreography stuff that's potential and just what we've seen in the flight sequence and the fights so far, and that's so minimal, but it's so amazing. So amazing. So do we think that that flag smasher at the end of the episode was enhanced with some form of the super soldier serum? Yeah, I think that super soldier serum is always going to be the thing that that brings everybody out to the yard. That's the milkshake here. And um, we're getting another variant of it. We know it existed with with what was that dude from the Incredible Hulk? Blonsky. Blonsky. Thank you. So that we knew the last person to get something like that was Blonsky, right? That was the most modern version of it. Um, before then, there was the other Winter Soldiers that got something. Still nothing as good as what we got with Cap. Yeah, and and speaking of the milkshake portion of that, in the end credits, there is a there's a there's a bunch of things that seem like they're probably Easter eggs, uh, but one of them, there is a looks like maybe like a half torn poster that says the power broker is watching, and there's a vial of what looks like it could be Super Soldier Serum. Yeah, someone could be selling this and giving it to the to the peoples. Um, so we'll see where that comes into. But I've I'm no longer, and I think there's a lot of people who are traumatized by WandaVision when it came to their own fan theories, because I hear a lot of people saying I'm not gonna I'm not gonna uh, give theories anymore because they're just traumatized by what happened with Wanda, and that's 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 fair because like we in the beginning credits of one of the episodes we saw the Grim Reaper's helmet in WandaVision, but that didn't mean shit. Listen, man, that fucking banker is Mephisto, and you can't tell me otherwise. I think there's a lot of people who will tell you otherwise, but there's a lot of people who agree with you. I have friends who definitely agree with you. The banker's Mephisto, the sister's Mephisto, the boat's Mephisto, Red Wing is Mephisto because he's red, you know. Probably the, the old Asian guy, he's Mephisto. Definitely the date is Mephisto. Battleship, the game itself, Mephisto. That therapist, Mephisto. Definitely Mephisto. I mean, you could tell she's holding a book and Mephisto would hold up a magic book. So he was writing spells in that book during that time. It's fact. This is this is what it's become. Everyone is Mephisto. My cat, Mephisto. Torres, he's not Mephisto. Torres is not Mephisto. No, he's too sweet. I swear to fucking God, if he ends up being Mephisto, though. <laughs> Torres puts on Falcon's wings and then looks at everyone. Ha ha ha. You all didn't expect this. And he turns into a flaming red demon. We shouldn't go too deep into the weeds on rumors. I'm sure. I'm sure everyone is traumatized from Wandavision. Yeah, because it's like you. How far do you go? And like how far? And this show also isn't about uh, piecing things together. There's no mystery. We're literally just going along for the ride here. And so I'm just gonna sit back, put my arms up, and just hope that I have autopilot because I'm enjoying myself here. If not, then there's gonna be a crash and Torres is gonna die. Despite that, there is one thing that I do want to talk about in the ending credits. Oh, my God. What? What? What little tiny minuscule, if you if you blink and pause at it at the right time and squint, what character do you see? The picture. Well, OK, for the, the actor, Carl Lumby. Oh, the black cap America. Yeah, well, yeah, that's the thing. That's the that's the rumor is he might be playing a form of a. Uh... Isaiah Bradley, the first black Captain America, which I think would be cool for the show. I, I don't know if it's going to happen, 
But I really like that actor. He played Martian Manhunter's dad in Supergirl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know you're talking about. I mean, maybe, maybe it's just going to be a different kind of character. I mean, how many, how many Captain Americans do we have in this show, anyhow? Dude, all of them. We have, we have uh, U.S. agent asshole, punchable face, schmuckbag, who just God, that's that smirk of his. You just want to drown him. Did you see the Photoshop of the guy from Up with the mask on? It's very convincing. It's uncanny. Yeah, he has a super punchable face. Also, he's fucking carrying a gun, which, you know, not down. A Cap America carrying a gun in the first of uh, in the 1940s World War II movie made sense for a little bit of time. That's really about it. Then we have Bucky and Falcon. Both were Captain America at some point in the comics. And we might have Black Captain America, the first Black Captain America in the comics. So, I mean, there's there's a lot of potential Captain Americas in these stories. Maybe everyone will get a chance of being Captain America. You giving him Captain America, you become Captain America, you become my cat, Captain America. Mephisto, also Captain America. Everyone will become Captain America. Mephisto is the one who probably deserves the title the most. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, He, he's, he puts the red in red, white, and blue, you know? Damn straight. Um, I do like the idea, though, of of having Isaiah Bradley, just, just because I think that would be, I think that would add an interesting wrinkle for Sam. Because I think part of the reason why he's, you know, why he turned down this shield is he didn't feel, he didn't feel it was his to take. Like he didn't feel like he could carry on the legacy as a black man. But if he finds out that there was a secret, you know, attempt at doing like a black Captain America and that 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 just got that whole history got whitewashed and not written about, I think that would be an interesting wrinkle. That might be interesting. A retired old soldier who used to do this. I mean, that's, 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 you know, that's a theory. We can talk about that theory. It is possible. Or he could just be playing like a, you know, a fish captain. He could legitimately be Uncle Sam's uncle. Yeah, he could be, he'd be Uncle Sam's dad. This is the problem with theorizing. Just go along for the ride, man. Just like ride it like a Tesla and let it do the riding for you. So are the Flag Smashers gamifying terrorism? Yeah, they were using um, the video game app and there was like augmented reality and they were having fun with it. It was Pokemon Go meets a flash mob. Pretty much. So good on them for embracing technology in a way that's creative and forward thinking. I kind of want to throw this out there, though, like their mission statement. They want a unified world without borders. I'm not going to lie. That's kind of what I want as someone who, you know, wants to live in a Star Trek style like utopia. Yeah, I, that's that's true. I think they want to do it in an anarchy kind of a way and not in a... Not in a Kumbaya, United Nations, United Federation of Planets kind of way. No, they, they want to do it in a, you know, everyone's gone and we can take what we want. And we liked the world when it was more empty and we liked the world when there was more resources for everyone. Thanos was right, but like really Thanos was right. Not like Infinity War Thanos, like Endgame Thanos. You know, like basic stupid GOP... People who think that the world is better when everything's small, small government, small people, small resources. Everyone's just small, small minded, small educated. People who only think DC is a, you know, is a good, viable comic book movie franchise. Although Justice League was good. Justice League, Shatter Cut was good. It is. It, it does not compare with one episode of Falcon and Winter Soldier. Like to me, like if you compare those two, like four hours of Justice League, good. 50 minutes of Falcon Winter Soldier, amazing. I would I would still rather watch that one episode 17 times. Brevity is the soul of wit. 
and uh i really really enjoyed the snyder cut but it is a it is a lengthy girthy movie yeah no it's it's i'm glad i watched it i watched it again and i still have like a lot of nitpicks with things that are just very schneider-esque that whole bank sequence that can go like at least have your terrorism subplot make sense so falcon winter soldier our terrorism subplot that we're building up on makes sense these are people who are who like the world the way it was when a disaster struck and they want that back and that's what they represent these assholes in Snyder's cut were like, we want to bring back to the dark ages of a thousand years ago. So we will destroy this one bank. Okay. Then what? Nothing. That, that'll that do it, right? That was the plan. That's oh, Yeah. In British banking law, anyone who destroys one bank brings the entire global economy back a thousand years. One bank. That's all you got to do. Destroy one bank. And that's what happened. Sorry, Snyder. Rewrite that whole sequence and reintroduce Diana. You, she already had a movie. We know who she is. We know what she can do. Also, not a speedster. So stop writing her that way. Anyway, not about that. None of that makes sense and annoyed me. But here in Falcon Winter Soldier, it all makes sense. Like to me, it all connects and it's done properly and it's done with logic and brevity and beauty and wit. And there it is. Okay. Let's, let's pull back from Justice League since that's not the thing that we're talking about. Uh, but I do. But I do like, I do enjoy that, like, our our review of it was short and really positive, but now that you've had a couple days to sit on it, you're like, hmm. But I'm complaining about shit that had nothing to do with the cut, because yeah. that's the same thing. That, that was in, the, yeah, that was in the first cut as well. I exactly. Just, like, it's it's just the movie, and it's it's not Joss's fault this time. Like, Joss's cut, like, whatever. You throw that out with the bathwater, but, and his career along with it. But the... But Snyder's version obviously had a vision and obviously it was at a time before he was able to make sense. So I figured he would have more time to realize he didn't need to do all these big things for some of this shit and he still did it anyway. So, all right, whatever. But that's the point. Like, even though Falcon Winter Soldier, we know had some rewrites because of the coronavirus. We know how to change its order. There were some things that came up and popped up and caused some problems. They still, they nailed it. They nailed it from moment one when you're watching it. And you're just, this is, the cinematography in Falcon Winter Soldier was just so breathtaking. The shots in the in the shrink's office, you felt every single time Bucky was having a problem. Yeah, very closed, very closed in, very claustrophobic, very PTSD, hard to breathe. Yep. Yeah, it was, I, I did enjoy the, I did enjoy the blocking on that. I thought it was really good. The Falcon's uh, fight scene through the canyon was, was up to par with any Star Wars um, fighter combat scene. Yeah, any any Marvel, any big Marvel scene like that as well, like in the movies, like it really did. It really did feel like we were watching a movie. The great thing about these shows, they're just very long movies. Mm -hmm. And I'll take a very, very long movie that I could watch at home and chill with. I've always wanted a six hour Captain America movie. I'm here for it. Mm -hmm. So I'm I'm here for this entire thing. And that's and that's the point. Like if you if you're not. Obviously, if you've listened to this podcast, you've watched the show and you're just hearing two people geek all about how much they love the shit. But like this stuff is important now. Like this is proving the point that we can do this and tell these stories in a long form. If successful, we can get so much more in the future of this. We haven't even had Sam and Bucky come together yet. They're not even in the same state. Like we're, we have this breathing room. Like we have this room to develop and like give character beats and give moments and like learn about Sam's family and fucking actually see Bucky's trauma. And in a movie, we wouldn't have had that. 
No, we wouldn't. It wouldn't have been worth the time to tell that long. So we have to get in and out in two two and a half hours. You know, that's our that's our cinematic experience. And a lot of the time when I'm when I was watching all the Marvel movies as they were coming out, it was like the one thing we're missing are the moments that are in between the movies that you want to see, too. And for the first time, we're actually getting that and it's being done right. So keep going, Disney. Keep going, Marvel. You, you, you got me. You, you got me. I think that we can agree a major theme of this show is going to be legacy. Like, so we see Sam kind of dealing with, you know, the legacy of Captain America. We see him dealing with like his family's legacy. And we also see Bucky like kind of struggling with like the legacy of the Winter Soldier. Yes, this is all about legacy. And I think that's what this series is going to be one way or the other. It's it's all going to be about whose legacy and how do you maintain that legacy? Obviously, the government's way of doing it is hiring someone they can control. And that's not going for Cap's legacy. Cap has always been someone you can't control. He was the one who went up against the Segovia Accords. So the legacy of Captain America to them is just someone who looks good and gets people's attention and inspires people to make America look great. And they even said it. It's great when you're defending the world, but we want someone to defend America. It's almost like they're trying to make America great again or something. I know, right? And we saw what happened to the last guy who tried to do that. Oochbag! Point is, I think it's going to be a conversation about what legacy is and who carries it at various points. And that's why I think maybe we'll see Cap be a few people throughout this time. And maybe and not even in a snarky way, but maybe in a, like a everyone's a little bit of Captain America inside of them if they actually maintain the real legacy of what Steve represented, which is more individualistic than you'd think. Maybe maybe we're all Captain America. Including Mephisto. Is Steve on the fucking moon? Um, In playing the Avengers game, he was. So that's his precedent there. <laughs> he could be on the moon. I wouldn't put it past Marvel to be like, yeah, we know it was a joke, but it's real. I mean, we don't know where Cap is. So, I, I assume Sam knows what happened to Cap, like actual Steve Rogers, but no one else seems to, and that seems to be tight-lipped right now. Yeah, in the Smithsonian exhibit uh, on the display, is someone freeze-framed and you can kind of read like what the public information on Steve post-Endgame is. And it was essentially like on his final mission, Tony Stark laid down his life and to honor his sacrifice, Steve Rogers retired and put down the shield. And it doesn't really tell you anything conclusive. It doesn't say he died. doesn't say that he's an old man because I don't think that's public knowledge. Uh, so TBD, but I kind of wonder if we're going to get that. Yeah, I, at least in a conversation somewhere. And old old Steve Rogers to come back just to have that moment of closure. Again, this, this show can go in a million different ways and maybe some of them will be real. Maybe some of them won't. I'm not going to sit here and obsess about what other could be's until I get more information because this says nothing. I mean, there's little notes here or there, but if WandaVision was any indication that none of that means shit. WandaVision sort of burned us all when it comes to theories. It really has. It's traumatized an entire section of YouTubers who are now terrified to open up their mouths. I know. You're listening to some of these people that are just like, yeah, we're we're just not. <laughs> we're we're gonna shut up about maybe this, maybe that maybe that means something, but yeah, we ain't we ain't doing this again. That hurt. I just want to reiterate to everyone that listens to this podcast. It's fun to theorize. It's fun to speculate. 
don't get married to your fan theories because when they don't happen, you're going to be sad. You know, they're fun to think about, but just let's enjoy this ride because I'm I'm really excited to see where the rest of this show goes. Exactly. And it's like I trust in the people making this. So it's not like it's going to be like it was with the Matrix sequels where it's like, oh, my fan theory wasn't true. Well, fuck that. This movie sucked because they did. But we're getting good shit. So just let them tell their story. And maybe it doesn't happen the way it happens with you, but it's going to happen maybe in some other way. So just let it happen. All right. So make sure to like, subscribe, and please tell your friends. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at InfinityCast, spelled Infinite A Cast. And you can email us at InfinityCast at gmail.com. Until next time, I'm Jason. And I'm Joseph. And we'll see you guys next week.